0: Hello, welcome back to Ozvis live from our brain studios great to have you company as we kick off the afternoon with the call 10 stocks picked by you i put them to our expert panel we do it all in one hour the panel today grady wolf from bell direct grady how are you
1: very well how are you
0: howard coleman from team invest how are Hi, you welcome any thoughts on any big stocks that might be winners from the budget, the federal budget, or sectors? Well, healthcare.
1: Healthcare, healthcare was huge. We saw up one percent the other day, and yeah. our investors were very much in that. So, um, yeah, healthcare was a big beneficiary. So, three point five billion dollars towards bulk billing and GPs, and a lot towards um, getting employment for nurses, and um, actually a lung cancer—an amount for lung cancer imaging, which is puts one of our a few of our stocks in a very, very good position so yeah healthcare was the one Mm we we noticed uh, coming out of it
2: yeah and funnily enough one not specifically out of the budget but out of what's been happening that the budgets are contributory to uh if you look at one of the stocks we're covering today cedarwood properties Mm. they've got about a 15 year land bank at the rate they're currently building houses well, right. when you consider the demand for houses, that 15 years may get used up a lot quicker. Yes, yeah, and, yeah, uh, no, that that's could a be good really for good them. point.
1: All right, and let's... a great location, too. It's uh, <laughs> great location, Western Australia. <laughs> uh, West
2: Australia. But they've got a bit in Queensland, Queensland South, South Australia, Australia, too, yeah. Australia, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's some in Victoria as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to Just that. So
0: hopefully, it might be uh, for companies like this see regulation and red tape reduced, um, I was talking to Peter Dutton on Sunrise Today is making the point that there isn't the planning uh, going into this uh, massive migration scheme coming up. Uh, and the issue is housing for them, and it's getting councils to fast track approvals and DAs and the like, stop well, you t- will be done. For
2: the average developer, because of the delays in council and all the regulatory stuff and all the extra costs, yeah. it's estimated that about 44% of the cost of a house is in actual fact caused by all that time delay, particularly now that interest rates are higher, yeah. and all the regulations and all the things they have to do during that period. So even if we have really? yeah, 44% of the cost of yeah. the that's, house that, That's what I'm in, told by developers. Is in red tape. It, re, red tape and time.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, wow. So if we could manage yeah. to halve the time and half the red tape, yep. uh, housing would be considerably more affordable. So even if the 44% is an exaggeration that I've been told, yeah. it's large. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, I'll follow that through.
0: That's a fascinating There you are, um, something for you to follow that, yeah. up on. <laughs> I will do that. Um, uh, Harry Triguboff from Meriton would probably be he just a blo- bloke to talk to on that. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, uh, let's take a look at the first five stocks we're going to have a look in this half hour Coronado Global Resources, La Visa, uh, Appen, uh, Aroa Biosurgery, Capricorn Metals. We've got a few. Uh, little med tech stocks in there today as well. Stock of the day, well, who can go past Alchem? Uh, the US and US based Liven have agreed to a $10.6 billion merger of equals. AKE shareholders will receive one share, while Liven shareholders will receive just over two shares in a new entity, Nuco. That implies a 7% premium to the uh, Alchem share price. The companies are touting synergies, leveraging complementary engineering work at some sites. They're going to be the third biggest lithium producer in the world um, uh, as a result of this. Now, Grady, uh, Alchem was Bell's preferred yeah. lithium stock, has for a while.
1: So, a bit of cheering at Bell's today. Yeah. Uh, we still have the buy rating very much held on Alchem. Um, this is huge for the company. The company, as results, recently came out and they we expected them to substantially lift in this year, especially with the like the timing of this couldn't be more perfect. In this yeah. week, all the headlines I'm reading are the lithium turning point is now and after five months of sell-offs and downgrades in prices, downgrades in outlook, now it's a turning point and what a better way to celebrate a turning point than with a massive merger. Um, this The significance of this is huge because they're two massive players but they kind of now monopolize the market really. They've got global exposure, they've got Argentina, um, Canada, Australia. Yep. Um, there is a bit of speculation and talk out there that maybe Argentina might follow Chile's move recently in saying they want a majority stake in all lithium projects. So that could be a little um, a bit to watch in that area in the geographic region. But at the same time, the companies together have hydroxide Um, spodumene carbonate they have all of they cover all lithium and so understanding that they now have the full operations full scope upstream downstream they literally have everything Mm -hmm. so given that the like the significance of this is huge (coughs) 10.6 billion dollar merger at a time when lithium is set to be turning around i honestly can't fault it definite buy
0: uh, buy buy not take your money. A,
1: buy on Alchem run. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, and yep. get into Newco.
1: Yes, so I th- will they get a sh- they get some shares, shares from it. Yes, yeah. yeah, so yeah. Given- you get
0: shares in the new company. Yes, and my understanding, Alchem shareholders get a better deal. Yes, than the others. So yeah, if, if you're in the other company. So, yep. I've seen a, a few American brokers uh, yeah. sell that by Alchem to get into Newco. Because
1: Alchem gets 56% of Mergeco, while 44% goes to Libent, which yeah. is the other company. Yeah, so, but it's a,
0: a different yeah, valuation, apparently. definitely. So,
1: okay. still so are you don't
0: take your money and run and get out of it. You no. stay in the merge group. Ooh,
1: exactly, because it's only concern. the beginning, really. Right. So, how big this can be at a specific time, and how, and we're seeing the share price soar today. Okay. So, yep. yep. By
2: all right at the moment. Howard. Yeah, um, I think this is good for all chem shareholders right now and I think the short term is good for uh, lithium but I'm not nearly as enthused in the long term. Lithium is extremely common on earth. Yep. As our Team Invest members joke, there are 550 of them around the country and they joke if we all dug a hole in our backyard, one of us would find lithium.
0: No. Um, you know, it's, it's
2: extremely common. Yeah. The only thing, it wasn't mined before because it had very little use. Yeah. Now we've got a shortage for a while because of bet- battery technology, but nothing cures shortages faster than high prices. Right. And one of two things will happen, probably both. One is that a huge number of extra lithium projects are developed, and in fact, there's pretty much one every week in the world being announced somewhere, yep. and on top of that, um, all sorts of new technologies are going to be explored and thought about and had research done on them because lithiums become so expensive. So one of the, uh, those two things, or both, is going to mean that lithium prices and lithium hydroxide prices are dramatically cheaper right. in a few years' time than they are today. So. I expect this Nuco will do very well, but not very well for very long. Right. Because at some point in time, there's going to be dozens of similar companies, like Nuco, plus other technologies that come out and make lithium not necessarily as valuable. Right. So, so
0: well, OK, number one, what would you be doing as our uh, a shareholder?
2: Hold on well, and, or uh, buy I, more or go I, in? I wouldn't have any, but at the moment, I would say um, <laughs> probably uh, for a short while, you're likely to do well. Right. So there's no harm in being in it now if you were. But it's not for long term holders like our members of Team Invest.
0: Okay. So to be a hold for you. Um, do you, if you're in other lithium stocks, who have all been swept up in this, uh, do you use that as an opportunity to, well, to I get think out? Will it get
2: any better than this? I doubt that it's going to get much better right. than this. Okay. And uh, mineral resources is probably the one that most of our members would be the most enthused about because it's got yeah. other strings to yeah. its bow. Yeah. Um, but many of our members have been saying it's probably past its best as well um, because it's got a lot of expense mineral coming resu- up. There's, uh, your
0: members are turncoats they, they,
2: <laughs> they, they would they well, I, well i don't think anybody's no. actually selling but they're saying that the no, beast no. i
0: thought they were all chris ellison disciples at team events uh, well, i
1: know we are we're all, <laughs> we're, all we're all obsessed yeah, with look, him i mean
2: chris has done an amazing job for his yeah. shareholders he's been yeah. absolutely phenomenal but you know uh, uh he's in iron ore which has done well price wise yeah. he's in lithium which has done well price wise They've got huge expense coming up in the next little while. Um, is it going to be the kind of returns that we've got okay. in the past? Probably not. Doesn't okay. mean it'll be a bad company, but it's not going to get the growth rate that it's been having. Okay. Uh, is Bell still positive
0: on I mean, the nice. other... And the other lithium miners?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. We've still got um, spec buys on a few of them, and we still see the outlook as strong. So oh. um, we're expecting a new lithium report out next week from our analysts. So I'm very excited to oh, see oh, what that's they're. Okay. I'm I'll excited to see what they come week out about with. That. Um, exactly, yeah. But I know we're definitely positive on the lithium outlook. And Minres. Minres is a big buy from us. So oh, is it? I personally disclose that I bought it myself the other week. So right. okay. um, I love the outlook. Reading the Bell Potter research, I just honestly, yeah. the company. They're also exploring in the Perth and Carnarvon basins for gas and that's a really interesting space at the moment given Gina's just taken over Warri- Warrego um, right. then you have Strike operating for Warrego then you've got um, Chris Ellison coming in to work with them all so yeah it's a really really yeah. interesting space and, and
2: although the last Will Ellison's crowd drilled um, came up dry so uh, it's, okay. it's not the it easiest
1: oh, yes, absolutely.
2: <laughs> the, the Perth basin is apparently geologically one of our yeah. members used to be uh, in the industry and he said geologically it's not an easy area no. you can put down two wells very close to one another and one seems to produce really well and the other one right. comes up absolutely dry <laughs> apparently very fractured and
1: right.
0: uh, yeah okay I'll be interested if the Bell uh, report goes yeah. into the West Farmers lithium holdings as yeah. well, which, which apparently are huge, but. Yeah, don't get put into the West Farmer's valuation at all. Everyone yeah. still sees that as, you know, That's basically retail.
1: Exactly, so, and they, like the, that is in our retail outlook. So yeah. I wonder if that will get factored in now, if yeah. lithium is the outlook. And David,
2: here's our point from a Team Invest point of view. If everybody is now getting super enthused about it, lithium, yeah. it's probably going to get out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: No,
0: good point, good point. Uh, just as it was uh, with coal, um, everyone Absolutely. was super excited last mm-hmm. year. Jason wants to view Howard on Coronado Global Resources, the metallurgical coal yes. uh, miner. Um, uh, basically, mines in in Queensland around the Bowen Basin.
2: And in uh, near Philadelphia, I Philadelphia, think. Philadelphia, yep, yeah. Yeah, um, you know the, the advantage they've got is they already have mines. Yep. And with the world now getting so anti having new coal mines, the existing coal mines are likely to do very well, particularly the metallurgical coal, because that's not going to be uh, replaced by panels on a roof and uh, wind farms. Right. So metallurgical coal uh, at this stage, if you it already goes into have the steel a mine, mills, does steel mills, yeah. 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 If, if you already have a mine, you're gonna be making money until somebody comes up with a way to run steel mills without metallurgical coal. Yep. Now, eventually I'm sure they will, But uh, for a number of years, companies like Coronado have a big advantage because new mines are unlikely to be opened up. I mean, we're seeing in Australia how difficult it is to get a new mine opened up.
0: Well, let alone financed by a bank.
2: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Banks won't put any money into it
0: and uh, uh, governments won't approve it.
2: Yeah. Um, So, you know, I mean, I don't think any team invest members in coal or any other uh, stuff dug out of the ground for the same reasons we always talk about with resources. Right. But uh, if you're going to be in any uh, dug out the ground stuff, metallurgical coal okay. is probably the best bet, and Coronado would be a, so
1: one be of the a better on ones that. in it. Yeah,
2: hold on okay. it if you own it.
1: Um, we have a buy on buy. Coronado Global Resources with a price target of two dollars and fifteen cents. Uh, the company has had some wet weather uh, affect their open pit mines, so obviously Queensland in the recent times, and that's actually happened again this year. So they did have materially lower um, revenues than expected and higher material cost per unit. But at the same time, US volumes are strengthening. So Uh. while they have impacts here from the weather, US is strengthening, kind of offsets one another, which is a good thing. Um, They have reaffirmed their guidance for this year. So coal production between 16.8 and 17.2 million tonnes of saleable coal production, which is great. Um, and that shows that the second half of the year is gonna be strong for them. And we do historically expect them to do so because they have proven a track record of really good production. Um, we also, their long-term growth is intact um, and they're also on track with further expansion in the Kara, uh, so the mine in Queensland. Yep. Um, so they're expanding that, which is great as well. And they, they were in talks with Peabody Energy last year to mm. go down a thermal coal route. Um, they Those talks were scrapped, but they did say they might consider going going down that themselves so then have the diversification of thermal coal and metallurgical coal which thermal coal we saw go through the roof last year when we had the energy crisis because Russia invaded Ukraine mm. so um, that could come around again in the future so we do see um, there is good outlook for the company and diversification on the on the horizon so by okay. rating at the moment
2: okay and the, the only problem of course is they have no idea what they're gonna be selling their product for in the future yeah and that's the trouble with all resource companies yeah. so so you build up your mine, you perhaps increase your production, but you never know. The price of what you're selling it for could, but could un- drop. unlike lithium,
0: as you said before, there's not a lot of supply coming on no, in Australia. There should be. No, I mean, they- there's plenty
2: of coal in the ground around yeah, the yeah. world, you know, hundreds of years' worth. But it's not going to come on. No, because politically it's become unacceptable to dig yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah. Or at least in many countries it's become unacceptable. Yeah. Some countries Surely. it's not.
0: All right. Uh, our next stock, uh, Florence wants a view. Um, Grady on LaVisa, Visa, the uh, the retailer. Uh, what do what do we got? Fast jewelry or fast fashion? Yeah, fashion jewelry?
1: fast fashion jewelry, lower end. Yeah, um, yeah, it's fashion jewelry is exactly the right thing. So good on you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, only because I have. Some granddaughters who are constantly in La Visa buying earrings and pendants and the whole thing. I walk in there with them and I think, how do you make money on a $5 pair of earrings that the place is just stacked full of it? But they obviously do.
1: This company, so we recently took over coverage of them and we have a very strong buy rating with a price target of $32.50. Um, the company is a really fast-growing store so they have a really long-term multi-year rollout opportunity and platform um they were Potter expect that they would open around 1050 stores in the us over the coming years um, and they say the global opportunity stands at 3250 stores the reason we like this company is because they're 3500 stores overall right. over the future right. yeah so okay. the company has it and what is that now down pat uh at the moment it's around Ooh, good question
2: that's a huge increase for them.
1: Huge like? increase. We're looking yeah. at uh, 185 net per year right three, okay. uh, new openings. Oh, wow. so, yeah, they've
2: currently got, or they had the last I got this info, 629. So by now it's probably seven. To over 3,000? So right. over
1: 3,000, yeah. Okay. So we're expecting that because they have a really strong growth strategy. And the company has a really, really good operational model. So they have, as you said, they have thousands of pairs of earrings at $5 a pair. And I'm a sucker for this. Every time I go to a festival, I go buy new jewelry because I know it's just going to get ruined and I don't mind spending $5 to just throw it out and get another pair. right? Because it's like cost conversion that you can go, oh, it's just worth it for the day, for the outfit. Um, we've seen a rebound Great, in social what events. Are you doing
0: at these festivals that <gasps> no. you ruin your <laughs> earrings? No,
1: because that's, they tarnish.
2: That's a <laughs> different generation. <What>? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I have the rings on, like you pile your fingers right, up with okay. rings uh, and uh, then they get all no, tarnished. No, no, it's fashion well, cautionary. No, okay, <laughs> right. Yes, all right. <laughs> And so (laughs) they also have, so it's a high turnover in purchase rate. And they have the piercing in store. So you can get your ears pierced for free and they put their earrings straight in. Right. Um, I'm not sure how hygienic that is, but we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we really like the long-term outlook of the company. They have really strong revenues, $458 million, um, NPAT $104 million, and a dividend paid of $0.74 cents per share. So yeah. they like their shareholders, like rewarding their shareholders. So, And I know we're going to see a downturn in consumer spending as cost of living is getting higher, but this company is in a really good position to kind of capture the value spend, the value retail spend as right. well. So
0: the lipstick index.
1: Lipstick index, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, buy rating from Bell Potter.
0: Okay, and, um, how an interesting business, it retail is. business, massive PE uh, mm. for, for retailers, uh, new chief executive that is incentivized by millions of dollars to make, pull this off expansion in the US.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, why expansion for them is relatively easy is their store fit-out is negligible. Yes. They've got pretty things as their products, so you fill up a store with pretty things, you don't need fancy shelving, you don't need fancy fit-out, so you don't need long leases either. You can move into a store, you can have it up and running within a couple of days, you could even be on a month-to-month basis... Um, So unlike some retailers who committed to long leases, they don't have these kind of commitments. They can test a store, doesn't work, move out, test another one, does work, stay there. So from a retail um, development internationally point of view, it's a lot easier. But as we know, getting into other countries is always a lot harder mm. than it sounds. It always sounds like a wonderful opportunity, but for yeah. every one of them that turns out well, there's about two of them that turn yeah. out badly.
0: Best new CEO is an international CEO, isn't it? So yep. uh, Brett Blundy, of course, is the driver yeah. behind La Visa, regarded as being one of the wizards of Australian retail. There's no yeah. question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So well, you know well, the,
2: well, this, well, this well. retail model, because it's got such low capital costs of developing a new store. Um, is enabled to grow very fast, which somebody who had to fit everything out beautifully can't do. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it's got a high return on equity for that reason too. It's got no debt other than leases Mm -hmm. for the same reason. You know, what do you need the debt for? It's selling stuff that turns over super fast Is it really jewellery? Well, my wife, who actually is a jeweller and makes proper jewellery, would be horrified to be calling this jewellery. Fast Um, fashion. But you know, if you watch Antiques Roadshow, people come in with things that are worth 10 grand and they say they've never worn it, it's been in a drawer. This is the kind of jewellery that, as Grady says, she's happy to buy it, go to a festival or whatever, throw it away at the end of the day because Uh, it's only a few dollars. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's also, decorative
2: rather than jewelry
0: also they tend to do well in economic downturns. of course so they, but yeah. when i mentioned the lipstick index before it's an old Absolutely. index that goes back to the depression saying that uh, when times are tough and you want to reward yourself you would buy a lipstick because it's cheap and it's fashion mm-hmm. and, and you feel good doesn't cost you the yes so it's
2: of instant gratification which and and for men in the depression it was they'd get a new tie you couldn't afford a new pair of shoes you couldn't afford a new search suit you couldn't afford a new shirt but you could possibly afford a new tie i'll actually admit these earrings
1: are from la (laughs) visa
2: You'll never, <laughs> you never ruin your
0: earrings here on the call. No, yeah. uh, so i buy from you, Howard. Yes. Uh, uh, these well, it's a bit
2: expensive five, at the moment. but uh, yeah, yeah, it's P is very high, yeah. but but a, a great company. And, you know, if you want, right. wait for the right week when there's some bad news, you know, uh, something political comes out, perhaps the debt crisis yeah. in America towards the end of the month, you probably maybe Straight get a Trading in a band, though, had a massive run-up the second half of
0: last year almost doubled in price yeah uh
2: and it's just gone sideways ever
1: since
0: at the moment yeah we've got got a got to
2: be of 70 odd and that's never sustainable it's now down to just under 40 which is still high but not so bad because i had a great profit result (laughs) yes Uh to come out for it all right uh going from great
0: companies to one that's been a bit of a roller coaster this week uh emily wants a view howard on appen Um, So it's the artificial intelligence Mm. and you think it's all very high tech, but it's labour intensive. They... They put the data in to into AI, which is uh, quite a manual process.
2: Yeah, they used to have. I uh, haven't looked at th- that much recently, but there were over a million contractors working for them around the world, yeah. putting data in. So it's not really a tech business. No, it's working for tech businesses. The sad that thing would happen, bro. though. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and and in fact, you know, this is one of these stories of where people got. Um, excited about it because they saw it as a technology company. And um, what was it at the time? Uh, uh, The wax the the, the WAAX or whatever companies and you had to own them. And it was what we were saying earlier. When everybody's excited about it, it's the time to get out. And um, this company got up to about $40 share price. We can see it in the graph there. But every time they report to the market, Every half year, every year, and sometimes in between, the story is always how they're restructuring and it will be fine in the future. <laughs> yep. um, now, that reminds me of Maya and AMP. We were always going to be fine next year, but yeah. somehow we're never fine this year or any of the years that it passed. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a, a terrible capital killer it's been. Yeah. But even some of our Team Invest members got enthused about it, even though it didn't have the long enough history. I mean, it's still only been listed for nine years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, five years ago, when it had a very short history, uh, everybody was talking excitedly about yeah. it. Well, it was a tech boom back then, was it? Yep. So... Definitely.
0: Don't go near it. Nah, Grady?
1: We've got a sell on it. Right. And they're, <laughs> um, they provided an update today, or yesterday or today? Yesterday. yesterday yep. Um saying got that... S- they're still getting smashed. Uh, the macroeconomic environment from last year that impacted them is still playing into this year Um, everything has persisted and for the first four months of the year impact is down 24.7 percent. revenue is down 21.4 percent and in the year so this was a darling during the covid and we saw investors flocking to tech stocks but this was a stock that investors are now punishing because they don't have clarity on annual recurring revenue which in this space in the tech space Every investor wants to see annual recurring revenue in some form of stabilization, to give them that underlying boost when times do get tough. So this company has no clarity on annual recurring revenue. What's worse is
2: they're doing another strategic review, which means the last one didn't work and the (laughs) one before that didn't work and the one before that. It just keeps
1: happening. (laughs) Um, And they have lack of visibility as well. So when you have lack of market share, um, it's just a lack of certainty really. And investors don't want that in today's day and age. So certainty is key and Appen is a sell is a certain.
2: And and if we just add one extra thing on it, if the executives, if the board and the executive team have no idea what their strategy should be and are having to have a review and getting outsiders to help them with their strategy, why are we paying the chairman? Why are we paying the board members? (laughs) And why are we paying the chief executive?
0: That's what I always say about football reviews, putting my football (laughs) in If you've got to get a third party in... Grady. Then There's something's wrong the with the people who are running your club. There's something wrong. Absolutely. All right. Um, and next up, Gary, let, let's go med now. Gary wants a view, Grady, on yes. a row-up biosurgery uh, yep. focused on uh, soft tissue and wound reconstruction, but also... Ternia, reconstructive surgery as well.
1: Yep. So we have a buy rating with a price target of $1.45. Now, we see there's a really strong market opportunity for Ottawa, which is the New Zealand pronunciation of the name.
0: $1.45, so 50%.
1: Yeah, so they have um, three products. So the Myriad, the Endoform Natural and Endoform Antimicrobial. So we're seeing a lot of opportunity for Myriad, the Myriad, Myraid, I don't know how to say it, but the Myriad product. Um, there's key opportunities through this and there's um, especially through the license project fees is what we're seeing gross margin improvement of 76 percent in FY22 and there's organic growth there as well from and especially support from foreign exchange benefits so the company um, has represented has reported 13.6 million dollars in the myriad product which is a growth of 233 percent so mm-hmm. with all these healthcare stocks what you need to look at is when the company, when a product gets approved, how much revenue and growth it has, and, and how much
2: profit it makes out Exactly. Of it, not just the
1: revenue—exactly. Um, but for this company, what we're seeing is such strength in the products that it's that is coming out with. So, um, yeah, what we're seeing exactly. So during the year, um, we also look at their their partner in the US, the Telebio, um, because they have a joint venture in one of their the. XVI Tech's reinforced bio scaffolds. So that's also a driver of revenue for the company. So, yeah, we have a buy rating because we mm. like the story and what the company is doing in the bio scaffolding space.
2: Okay. I like oh, the story too because I think it'd be great I knew for people. You were going to pick
0: Here we up go. A, Here you, we go. Here you should know him by now. You, you never say you like the story. how are you your on Oh, it's going to eat
1: right? me apart now.
2: The story's great and I'm sure they're going to do a lot of patience, but, a lot of good. Yeah. But it doesn't make any money. So it sells product and generates revenue in a way that it runs at a loss. And if it's running at a loss, it's not a business. (laughs) So as an investor, you want to invest in businesses as a Member of society, you wish all these medical biotechnology companies the world's best because you hope they come up with wonderful things that save lives, help people who have wounds and injuries, and so on. But you don't put your money in them because they're not a business. And these people haven't proved they're a business yet. Now, one day they may prove they are a business, until then, it's not an investment. Well, All it's right.
1: a story, but That's I, it. I reckon you're going to eat me alive no, later Don't go as well. back
0: into the trap. Don't
1: There's go. another story coming up that I know we like and you don't. So <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to get later right.
0: into the All show. All right, we'll keep going to the stories. OK, <laughs> Uh Howard Capricorn Metals? Uh, Kevin wants to be on that. Uh, Gold producer Explore in the Pilbara region um, has Kalawinda Gold Project, Mount Gibson as well, uh, both in Western Australia.
2: Yeah, fortunately, it's actually producing some gold too, isn't just an explorer, (laughs) because exploring means they take money from shareholders and use it to pay the executives, Mm -hmm. the geologists, dig holes, buy trucks, etc. That's not very good for shareholders, but they are at least producing some gold. But they're totally dependent on the gold price. They made a profit this year. They haven't made a profit for nine years before then. So I wouldn't want to put my money in it.
0: They must be a high cost producer, are they? If they haven't for
2: nine years uh, before then.
1: um, Capex is pretty high.
2: All right, okay. You know, uh, I came originally spent the first half of my life in a country that was the biggest gold producer in the world. (laughs) And, um, you know, there were tons of explorers they never made any money yeah. for their shareholders yeah. the actual producers made money but only if they had a very very large resource that wow. was going to last many many years and hence covered all the capital costs along the way otherwise they keep mining your wallet rather than mining <laughs> the ground yeah. Yeah. um this one uh, <laughs> let's have a look at the number of shares on issue um, yeah, there were 33 million shares on issue 10 years ago. They're 372 million today. So they've right. obviously mined their shareholders' wallets a number of times uh, over the last 10 years, but um, at least they are now producing. But no, it's definitely, Team Invest members wouldn't look twice at it. Grady? Uh,
1: we've actually downgraded to a hold recently. Yeah. Um, just because we've seen the share price appreciation is kind of, everything's already factored in. So yeah. the outlook's factored in, so there's not much room to grow. Um, we do like the like the company is doing really well um, they do have high capex costs as I mentioned and especially for pre-production for the uh, Mount Gibson mine we do think the Mount Gibson mine looks the goods is what the title of the Bell Potter research is called so they are they've got a really attractive production scenario robust growth as well um, they've really benefited from the strength in the Australian dollar gold price over the last year so again these are one of those companies oh, like that rely 2000 three thousand
0: US dollars this morning I know so like 3000 Aussie dollars honestly Like
1: it's phenomenal. But you know,
2: it was the gold price was eight hundred US dollars in 1990. Yeah. Now the inflation from 1990 to now (laughs) is such that you know two thousand dollars today means it sure as hell hasn't kept anywhere near up with inflation.
1: Well, I wasn't even born then, so I would have loved to have been
0: around. (laughs) Brody, you can go now. Stop reminding old men.
2: <laughs>
1: no, I love this show for that reason. <laughs>
2: well, well, I always joke, David, that people like us can't, can't be considered old. Look at Warren and Charlie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly
1: right. 100%. But our pick of the gold bunch is Gold Road Resources. Yeah,
2: I, I was yep. actually going to ask, uh, this is
0: a hold.
1: Yes. But
0: is there still confidence in the gold price absolutely. and the gold sector? Yeah, about?
1: absolutely. We see um, that there... There is the strength in the gold price at the moment and a lot of our investors have flocked to gold stocks simply to hedge their portfolios and to kind of have that kind of safe haven in their portfolios. So definitely there is still outlook for gold. Gold Road Resources is our pick because of their interest in de Grey Mining, which is a spec buy from Bell Potter. Yeah, there's a lot of scope there and I think the um, diversification of assets as well, not just having the one or two mines, but they have like four under their belt. So,
0: okay right let's recap the uh, first five stocks uh for the show and stock of the day alchem as a result of the uh the big merger that they announced this morning uh a buy from grady and bell a hold from howard uh, coronado hold from howard a buy from grady uh both have a buy on la visa uh appen uh howard wouldn't even sort of touch it, look at it, uh, a cell from Grady, uh, a, row, a row of biosurgery, um, Grady likes the story, uh, Howard hates stories, uh, so he doesn't like the stock at all, and Capricorn, a no from Howard, uh, a hold from Grady. Uh, Bill's preferred gold stock, they're still confident in the gold sector, uh, is Gold Road. Uh, Here on the call, we've been tracking our own high conviction fantasy fund, as picked by our investment committee. Uh, The latest episode of the committee meeting live on the platform, ozbiz.com. Let's check the portfolio. At the May meeting, uh, 1% was trimmed from Macquarie, Wesfarmers and Elders. One percent was added to Wise Tech, MA, and also into Cash, and Aspermont was replaced by uh, Ostel. Rather was pl- replaced by Kilsian Group. Um, the portfolio so far, the fund is up ten percent on a cumulative basis, um, and keep sending in uh, your requests. Um, to the call because that's the first filter to get to the investment committee. A stock that gets uh, two buyers uh, from the from the panel gets referred to the investment committee as La Visa will this month. Uh, this half hour we're going to be talking about PolyNovo, Cedar Woods, Cobra Estate, Olives, Life 360, and Beach Energy. Now that is a mixed bag, isn't it? <laughs> All right, uh, Adam wants a view um howard on polynovo um which is uh, another medical device group um
2: in the treatment of burns and surgical wounds mm, and again i wish them success because <laughs> oh, great story uh, great story yep um but you know for 10 years it's been talking about it's going to make money it still isn't making any profits um and uh, admittedly its losses have shrunk. It's not losing as much money as it used to. But uh, again, it's one of these that, uh, you know, uh, there were 400 million shares 10 years ago. There's 660 uh, million shares today, which means they've had a couple of capital raisings on the way. So Team Invest members would always look at this. I mean, most of us are in the age group that we care about medical things, um, would look at it and say, Hope they do well. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't put my money into it. Right,
0: okay. Uh grading.
1: Absolute buy rating from Bell. <laughs> and a price Why? target of two dollars and forty cents. Like Bell loves
0: stories. Well, what's your price target? $2.40. Oh, okay, it's $1.30 now. Yeah. yeah.
1: So our recent report was Enter the Matrix. Um, and a Q3 business update is because is what we've seen as the opportunity here. So sales are forty one point one million dollars year to date. Revenues forty five point two. The company has expanded their growth and through a new sales team. So the U.S. sales team has gone from twenty six to sixty six people in the team. That's Twenty six new hospitals. And so t- <laughs> to launch into Howard. <laughs> so they've, they've got, got revenue growth. They've got revenue growth. They've got expansion globally. So they've got a global expansion story, which requires funding. So another $58 million capital raise was completed. Correct, Howard. <laughs> and they've got progress accelerating in India, which is a key market for wound care. So ah, given mm. that their exposure to the third world parts of India and there's a lot of a high demand for wound care there, they're in the right markets. Um, they also had their MTA received FDA approval clearance in September last year. So that strengthens a portfolio across hernia um, wound care as well. Right. So they're diversifying geographically, product-wise. Let's hope they diversify into profitability soon. Right. That's
2: the idea. <laughs> <laughs> and, and your price target's lower than their share price it used to be, which was 4 dollars eight only a little while ago. Yes.
1: Yeah. So $2.40 at the moment.
2: So do they have an outlook on when they'll be...
0: Profitable or next year. Cash flow positive. Stories always, always be next profitable year.
1: next year. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. So a uh, we'll from for the Bill best. on Polly Um Rami wants a view on Cedar Woods, uh, Grady, the um, uh, basically ho- yeah. not just house building, no. but they do commercial. shopping, so commercial, the yep. whole thing, mainly in WA... Queensland and South Australia, don't they? A bit in and Victoria, a
1: little bit Victoria. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, buy rating um, and price target maintained at four, $5.40. Now, our team recently met with the company in Perth um, and they reiterated their buy rating as a result. Right. Um, the review of the first half results were great with an upbeat outlook. Now, in recent months, we've seen the shortage of, um, was the shortage effects on supply are uh, really putting this company in a really good position because we've had immigration, upbeat, um, students coming back in, job security, low unemployment and an increase in activity in the property sector. Now, obviously, we did have that building crisis with all those builders going under uh, over a number of years and the high cost of... uh, of supplies so yeah supply chain issues so now they are coming into um they're coming back to stabilization really so this company is in a really good position to capitalize on the supply shortage they have as Howard said way earlier in the show 15 years of uh, land bank right there ready to go so Um, Given that, and the fact that there is so much demand for housing, like I know in Perth, in Dunsborough, they're looking to double the population there over the by twenty twenty four. So, build like thousands of new houses in Dunsborough. In Dunsborough, yeah. So tiny little town.
0: Yeah, that's uh, below Bunbury only because I sit next to the Queen of Bunbury (laughs) every day on sunrise, and they have a beach house at Dunsborough.
1: Yeah, Duns. Exactly. Exactly. Forty years. Yeah. the, but, the value of that property will be exponential now. So, yeah I'm, um, yeah.
0: I'm not sure I've wanted to know as much as I do about Dunham.
1: <laughs> Have you visited it? Uh,
0: oh, yes.
1: It's a great oh, place. I went for a
0: tour there. It's, <laughs> it's lovely. Nat, Nat took me. Um, so, yeah, okay. so Cedarwood's um,
1: in a really good position. mum, yeah.
0: Julie, is sitting on a gold mine because they're just across ah. on the beach by the sound of it.
1: Yeah absolute okay. gold mine down right. there so um yeah so we think that the interest in sales profitability in 2024 and beyond are strong right. um the company is profitable so they're doing extremely well and they it's only going to get better so because okay. my so so rating
0: at 540 it's yeah. around 495 at the moment so. yeah not much further Not to much go. Not much
1: further to go, but the um, the company is, again, delivering on what they're okay. saying. So that's what exactly what my investors want How to hear in this day. age. Yeah, I mean, profitable
2: company pays dividends, and I'm sure they've gone through a fair bit of champagne recently, because every time another builder goes broke,
1: um,
2: <laughs> I presume <laughs> they pull a bottle of champagne out the uh, yeah. cupboard and <laughs> celebrate uh, one less competitor. Yeah. And that's a beautiful position to be in. If you're one of the strongest in an industry, doesn't matter which industry it is, if you're one of the strongest in an industry uh, and things turn down in that industry, you're a beneficiary yep. because the weakest go broke. You don't go broke because you're one of the strongest and you pick up all the business that the weakest ones used to get before. Yep. So um, you know they won't be having clients worrying, or they shouldn't be in for clients worrying about whether they'll be able to complete a pro- uh, house they're building, the clients yep. being foolish. But there are a lot of builders out there uh, in a lot of trouble now i know indirectly too because one of the companies we own in our group also builds houses and um, they are picking up enormous amount of business now from others who've gone broke yeah. um, so although the total number of uh inquiries for building a house has gone down a bit although with all the immigration it should go up yeah um it's spread over far fewer builders but we'll still see a lot more builders go under they're on fixed price contracts mm. Um, when they finish those homes, if they don't have new homes to build and they've lost money on those homes, um, you know, the administrators yep. are going to be very busy. But Cedarwood should be a big beneficiary of this. Okay. So buy for me too. Uh, buy for you as well. Okay.
1: They've just finished or they're just completing a massive development in Subiaco as well. I think it's 42 new townhouses in one tiny little area. So right. they, um, yeah, they're really okay. taking over. Birth. All right um
0: uh next stock uh rami wants a view no rami wanted cedar woods um gustav wants to view howard on cobram estate olives into olives um love the oil, olive oil
2: we, we use it at home yeah um but you know it's only just been listed yeah it doesn't it hasn't shown a profit that we can report uh, to the stock market yet um cobram estate's been around a long time a long but time. it wasn't listed and if Having been in business this many years, it's not yet making a profit. Um, this no. sounds like a great agricultural producer that i would like to buy the products, but not a business not that shares. I'd like to put the share, my, my okay. money into. All
0: right. Um, do you tend to avoid egg <coughs> stocks like you do resource stocks?
2: Yeah, generally, because, they, you know, it's so hard to find anywhere in the world an ag stock that's reasonably profitable over a long period of time. Yeah, and yeah. it's not their fault. They can be extremely uh, competent at what they do, but you're too dependent on things that you have no control yeah. over, mainly yeah, yeah. weather. Weather and mm. you know f- other
0: countries as well. And other countries
2: supply. of weather yeah. and floods yeah. and, uh, uh, and fires and all sorts of things. Yep. Yeah. Uh Grady?
1: The company's not that old, it's 24 years old, 23 years old, so it's... They, we have a buy rating, so...
2: For, for David and I, that's young, and for me, yeah. it's especially young.
1: Exactly, so it's just a baby. It's yeah, just yeah. the beginning. Profitability is on the horizon.
2: I've got a grandchild older <laughs> than that.
1: Anyway, so we do have a buy rating on right. Cobram Estate Olives. Um, we like the outlook, so they have lower oil yields have been experienced and they had um, cool and wet weather conditions have impacted crops over the last year but they have also had lower input costs. So that's offset the um, issues they've had and the lower sales. So what we're seeing is um, global oil consumption is really high, it came in at, where have I put it here? 2.9 million metric tons in 2022. So, we love olive oil. It's almost a staple product with cooking. So, it's they're, they're in a good space. They're very niche though, which is understandable given it's literally just olive oil. Yeah. But they've diversified their portfolio with lots of different flavors. They've done collaborations. They're in all the major supermarkets. And so, we currently see that... Um, Orchard maturity in Australia is coming through. So they have lots of orchards that are still in, they're still maturing. So we don't feel, Bell Potter doesn't feel that that's factored into the share price yet. So the price target of $1.75 with a buy rating is for those reasons.
0: Okay. so just explain that.
1: So they mature, so they have, they own so, lots of orchards. Right. So in the a, US so and in Australia. A,
2: right. And that as the a, olive trees five, get older, yeah, they years, produce a more oil yes. and generally yes. better quality oil. yeah. But of course, all sorts of things go wrong in between. So like uh, wet weather, you know, and, yeah. uh, and yeah. so on. So the, the question though is, do they make any money yeah. And have they been doing so for a number of years and paying it out to shareholders? And if yeah. not, it's not a great business, but I like the oil.
1: They right. make great oil. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Okay. Um, Dane wants a view, Grady, on Life 360. We're going back to tech stocks and Life 360 sort of do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, I'm, the laughing is because I know how it's going to rip me to shreds. Yeah, in a minute. <laughs> yeah,
0: because you're going to like the story on this. Don't mention the word story. I'll mention it. Story is from Life 360 Sixty. <laughs> They, they do enclosed networks, don't yeah. they, for families and yeah. schools and things like that.
1: It is a great system, great product. Uh, they have hardware and software. The t- they acquired Tile, so it's a, the tracking device that you can put on your kids if you want to track them around. A lot of people at my work use this software to track their kids and make sure they're actually going to school, not McDonald's. Right. And um, they are releasing their results on Tuesday. So Howard and I were talking about this in the foyer. Um, We're both going to have a chat after they release their (laughs) results because this is our second time discussing this stock. Bell Potter loves the stock. We have a buy rating with a price target of $8.75. So So have
0: you got an... Eight seventy-five.
1: 75. So quite oh, a material uplift. Bucks, yeah. um, what we see is the company expects revenue between 300 and 310 million and we uh, wouldn't be surprised if this is their first quarter of cash flow positivity, positivity oh. and we're expecting a positive adjusted EBITDA. So In this quarter and we wouldn't be surprised if that happened in april so awaiting the results on tuesday it is marked in my diary
0: you've got a good feeling about the results good
1: feeling about the results um bell potter's key forecast for the quarter ended march are growth of four percent in active global users to 50 million um total paying circles of 1.56 million growth of three percent year on year um, average paying cycle, they have recurring revenue as well, annual recurring revenue. So, it's right. a subscription model, which is exactly what investors yep. want to see, yep. Howard, I can see you ready to eat me into shreds, but that's okay. Um, and annual recurring monthly revenue of 235 million, so up okay. 5% So, they report
0: Tuesday?
1: Reporting on Tuesday.
0: Right. Okay.
1: So, stay tuned. Oh, I'll
0: have to get them on um
2: They're yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Executive I'll, I'll watch yeah. that for yeah, sure.
2: So far, they've never made a profit. Right. <laughs> and the year before, in 2021, they lost $38 million. Last year, they grew. They lost $113 million. Now, if you're growing your losses, this is not a good business. Right. Now, they're going to report for a quarter, and maybe they'll be cash flow positive for the quarter, except that Grady's probably well, that's a, good a bit point, more information though. than me. But one swallow doesn't make a summer. No. And if they did 297 million in sales last year, and they're predicting that they're going to do 310 million this year, and they lost $112 million, $113 million last year, they would have had to have doubled their prices just to break even. Right.
1: They did increase their prices. Did they right. double them? do I know if they were doubled, but they did increase their prices.
2: Well, they got to increase them a hell of a lot just to break even. And it's (laughs) the same as the story I always tell with these kind of companies. If I stood on the corner of Bridge Street and George Street and I gave away Ferraris for $10,000, the first month hardly anybody would take a Ferrari from me because they think it's a hustle. There's got to be something untrue about it. Then a few people would take a chance buy a Ferrari from me for 10 grand. The following month, I'd sell more because they tell their friends. The following month, I'd sell more because they tell their friends. And eventually I'd have a graph of sales that looked like that. It would look spectacular, but I'd go broke because it would cost me more than 10 grand to buy the Ferraris to sell them to them for 10 grand. So until this business can sell things for more than they cost, it's not a business. It's just a lovely idea.
0: Okay, all right, so, uh, but
2: positive cash flow, if it's positive cash flow we, we would, think it, it would may be, be a sign yeah but if but you know positive cash flow in a quarter is easy to manufacture right. you don't spend any money on r and d for a whole quarter right. you avoid any capital costs for a quarter um, and you have a quarter of positive cash flow i mean enron even had the odd quarter of positive cash flow right. um but it didn't have a positive business yeah. okay
0: all right. Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. We'll <laughs> get call get us the up. Get verdict from both of you. Um, all right. Our last stock for the day, Emma, uh, wants a view, Howard, on Beach Energy, big uh, gas
2: producer. Yeah, I mean, being a producer of gas when uh, gas prices have generally been high, they've done well. They actually do pass our filters, which is very unusual mm. for a resource company. Um, their return on equity passes, their debts insignificant and um, their earnings per share been growing but it's all dependent on what the gas and oil prices are and it's a wasting asset because every time you dig some out the ground you've got less left in the ground unless you spend money on finding new stuff in the ground and that costs money so i'm not enthused about it but it does actually pass our filters so from a pure team invest point of view if you oops if i can just get this to move if you look at it um It's on a very low PE and it passes all our filters. So, um, you know, if any of our members phoned me up and said, guess what, Howard, I just decided to invest in Beach Energy, I wouldn't be that surprised. But I don't get enthused about these kind of companies because they're not predictable. Right. And I want to be able to predict my returns over a long period of time. So does that mean you wouldn't be in any gas stocks? I wouldn't personally, stocks? but right. some Team Invest members do invest in some of them, and they take the view that if you're going to be in the one of the very best in the field, right. you're taking very little risk right. compared to if you're being in somebody that's not making any money and got a story. Sure. Um, uh, so Beech so yeah, beaches. Beach is- with Santos on Woodside, I mm-hmm. suppose, as well. Yeah, and in fact, it it, in it actually looks better than them in that it's got a higher return on equity mm-hmm. and lower debt mm-hmm. than both of those. Much smaller company.
0: Now, does Seven Group still have a stake in this? Is that part of their portfolio? It was for a not. while. I'm not sure if it still is.
1: Not uh, sure, no.
0: Is that a way of uh, being exposed to it? But uh, what do Bell think of Beach?
1: Bell's like it buy rating with a price target of $2.18. Now, the company I'm pretty sure bidded or put a bid for Warrego when that all went down, but they were quick to remove it. So they actually have um, exposure in the Perth Basin, which is where everyone, as we spoke about earlier, wants to be at the moment. Um, Mainly because
2: the Western Australian government isn't stopping people from drilling like Victoria. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So speaking of which, they had their first, um, their drilling operation started in their Perth Basin um, acreage on April the 1st this year. So they're in there. They've got the Cooper Basin exposure as well through the, I think it's a Waitsia mine. Um, and they've got the oil and gas as well. So they've got a joint venture with Santos. Um, The reason that Bells like them is that they're fully funded production growth outlook, diversified across five different energy basins and across four different separate gas markets. So we can see that they're coming off peak of CapEx. So obviously CapEx is high when you start drilling and then it gets kind of less and less as you more, become more efficient. So um, what we're seeing is that the free cash flow will also um, f- flow into FY24. They've got a strong balance sheet. Um, and we also see that there's a strong uh, earnings outlook for the fact that we have a, the constraints on the East Coast for gas and LNG markets. So they can provide continue providing that um, ooh, downfall mm. really. So okay. they're, yeah, they're in a pretty good spot. Um,
2: and their P is incredibly low. So I mean, the sheep yeah. grass is very cheap. Yeah.
1: Exactly. They did have outages though, the Otway, Otway and Cooper um, mine projects, but that didn't have any significant uh, impact on their on their results. Right. So yeah.
0: Seven is yeah. still the biggest shareholder. Seven Group. Yeah. Um, is that a way of getting into stocks like this if you want?
1: I think so. It's kind of de-risks more it, doesn't diversity. it? Yeah. Uh, it de-risks it, and um, instead of having, as you said, like the reliance on the gas prices, if you go through Seven, then you've got exposure a to a lot immoral, of different things. Um, yeah, and you've West got track. Yeah, and you've got the de-risking factor that kind of yeah. takes away a bit of stress in Do a way. like
0: companies
2: like that. Is that a way um, of, of uh, investing we, in the market? We can. I mean, Berkshire Hathaway is a very diversified yeah, way of yeah, getting no, into the point. entire American yeah, West, market. West farmers. Uh, yeah. So uh, we've got nothing against them, it depends who it's run by and are they really good capital allocators? I mean, why Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger made so much money for shareholders? is that they are so good at allocating capital. Mm. And ah. Solpets have been similar. Yeah. So Solpets and Brickworks, Yeah, with Brickworks, the millers, yeah. Um, they are really, really good capital allocators. Yeah. So yeah, we, we don't have a problem with that, but um, there are not that many companies that have tried that and done well out of it you know most mm. companies that have been that diversified have been unsuccessful yeah
1: we can see um, yeah with elders and stuff like yeah. the real estate division it's kind of well, we've got a hold on elders at the moment but it's kind of the same story isn't it you've mm. got a
0: hold on elders yes it's been hot for a while amongst brokers it
1: has been with a
0: buy. yeah but the share price has not moved no. for months despite and everybody
1: Yeah, and tailwinds are turning to headwinds in this year. So we're seeing the fertilizer prices coming down. Uh, prices of livestock are coming down. Lambs down thirty-four percent, so right. the, from the highs. So we're seeing those as. So
0: you've changed from uh, was a recently?
1: buy, um, now a hold. Yeah, right. just because okay. we're seeing oh, the tailwinds turning to headwinds. Okay. So yeah.
0: All right. Let's recap the uh, the final five stocks. PolyNovo buy from Bell. A no from uh, from Howard. Uh, Cedar Woods, uh, a buy from both. So it will get referred up to our uh, investment committee. Uh, Cobram, no from Howard, buy from Bell. uh, Same with Life360 and also Beach. And uh, we'll have the Life360 results here on, uh, on Oldsbiz now because both Grady and Howard are so focused on it. On Tuesday, that's it. It's only
2: quarterly results, but let's have a
1: look yeah, at them. Yeah, we need to have a see lot. them. Al <laughs>
0: from Team Invest, great to see you, mate. Thank Could you for joining us, Grady Wolf from Bell. Always good to see you.
1: Thanks for having me. A
0: fun hour here on the call. We'll do it all again tomorrow uh, between midday and one pm, if you'd like uh, to, to us to cover any stocks you're interested in. Go to osbiz.co/slash-call-picks or tweet us using the at AusBizTV handle. More of AusBiz coming up right after this.
1: Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum.